Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Marcus Ellard and this is a podcast about Fantasy Football League started by Bradley James. Hello! It's been full of ups and downs and comings and goings over the last seven or eight years and one day I suggested doing a little podcast about it and here it is. We've got a lot to catch up on so Bradley, are you having a draft? Sure are mate. So, Marcus, just before we get going, uh, we should probably make people aware of our social media presence. Yes, you can find us on Twitter at Having a Draft and Instagram, which is also at Having a Draft. So you can find us on both of the major social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram on the same address at Having a Draft. And you can see what all the drafters look like. You can see the updated league tables on there. You can see the celebrations and commiserations in the stories each game week as the highest and lowest game week drafter celebrates their success or abject failure. There's also an email that listeners can write into, Marcus. Are you having a draft at gmail.com? Well, with that bit of admin done, Marcus, I'd say let's get on with the show. Hello, I'm Marcus Ellard, manager of Wedding Crashes FC, and I'm currently second in the league. Hi, I'm Phil Cairns from Change Name FC. I'm ninth. Nicholas Morgan, manager of Supermarket Sweepers, currently third. How's it going? I'm Yari Jekbafume, a.k.a. manager of the Cerebral Assassins, currently 12th. Woo! Matthew Melalu, manager of Malulu's FC, currently fifth. Peter Everill, manager of Evil FC, and currently 14th in the league. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. I'm just going to quickly throw this out there. Yeah. Number one, let me just say a quick well done to Yare. I'm gutted, but you, you played a blinder and you beat me. <laughs> no, um, don't want that. As I, uh, as I promised, Lower the when tone. my cup run hey, comes to an end... For you. My cup run comes to an end. That's when I was going to be open to trade. So I'm just going to send a little text message. You're allowed to look at it if you wish. Oh! The Malulus are now open for business. Oh, oh, very good. Listen to oh. that. Well, oh, shit. well, this is exciting. I feel like we should call this Melaloo's Marketplace and come back to this segment as more news filters in. You excited, Marcus? I am very excited. I'm, I'm, I'm baited breath in anticipation. Is that a saying? It is now. Let's see how this develops and we will check in with Melaloo's Marketplace later on in the show. The first thing to discuss between us is the Ahad Cup. We have finished the quarterfinal stage. We have moved on to the semifinals. We started with 15. We are down to four. And those four are number one seed, Philip Cairns. Number four seed, Yare Jegbafume. Number six seed, Bradley James. And number seven seed, Nicholas Morgan. We'll start with Nick. Nick. You had a hell of a tussle 
with Jammer, but you've come out the other side. Yeah, mm. well, it was pitched as the one-man band versus the one-man band. Yeah. And I guess my one-man band was successful, but I didn't actually need Salah. Salah didn't deliver for me. I've got a full squad, a full team. I'm someone actually people should be worried about. I'm going for my second title and I'm going for the double this year. Wins the league in his first season, potentially going to win the cup in the first season of the cup, maybe even the league as well. How do we stop this man? Well, the man with the task of stopping him in the semi-finals is arguably another one-man team. So it's the semi-final of one of them teams. He, he came up <laughs> as the number one seed and he, fa- he faced Medir Llewellyn, who scraped through the groups somehow, <laughs> traded away all his players. And yet somehow this was a hotly contested battle. It was very close. And it came down to a final game where Phil won by a mere six points. But Phil is through. Congratulations, Philip. You meet Nick in the semi-final. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling quite confident, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Since the semi-final was over five matches. Yeah. Hoping to take the lead in the first match, batter him in the second match. Yeah. Give him a bit more sautéing in the third. Mm -hmm. Then I'll just burn him a little bit around the edges in the fourth. Then I'll fucking smash him into the bin in the fifth. Wow, a whitewash. On a serious note, up until... Through the group stages, it was kind of plain sailing. And then somehow, COVID got involved. (laughs) (laughs) You were undefeated in the group stages, Phil. And Meds is technically the only person to get a win out of you. You won the Series 2-1. But it was a lot closer than perhaps you thought it was going to be, right? Well, yeah, a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, uh, whatever that was, three months ago, two months ago. Coming up into that weekend, you were in a little bit of trouble because... Harry Kane had got injured. This final leg of the cup, it was looking like you weren't going to have Harry Kane in your team. And then this weekend, by some miracle, he came back. Nobody expected him to. Harry Kane scored you eight points and Mm. you beat Meds by six. If Harry Kane had not been rushed back from injury we would be talking to Meds right now instead of you. But also, Phil didn't even think that Harry Kane was going to come back because he was on his bench. He was indeed. No, I, was, I, was, I knew he was back, but I was giving him a rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Shut up, young Well, because of seedings, uh, Phil is technically somehow the highest seed. He faces the lowest seed, which somehow is Nick. It feels like that should be reversed. Yeah. But oh, Phil yeah. faces Nick in the semi finals best of five series game week 26 is the first game although phil you've been through a bit of a rough patch now that kane's back i think you might be able to put up a bit of a fight in this semi-final no, i've got this 4-1 oh was gonna win the first game feel super confident start to feel like feel from september october time i'm gonna smash him i love this it. is the, this is the thing. This i love this this is the truth of it some <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> the players in Change Name FC have got a kind of bond going on. And when yeah, one of them's COVID. down, the rest of them are down. Yeah. Mm. And when one of them gets COVID, he goes around and has a Christmas party with the rest of them. <laughs> You're a tight knit group over there at Change Name FC. I blame Walker. Carl <laughs> <laughs> Walker for your problems. You also yeah. do have Carl Walker in your team. So there is every chance that a mass audience. Super spreaders. and they all caught COVID. We move on. Yare found himself up against Matthew Melalu. And in the first leg of this tie, Melalu smashed Yare to pieces. 53-18. It looked almost a foregone conclusion. We get into the second tie and Yare pulls it back. And we find ourselves in a decider. And Yare Jagbafume manages to make it happen when it counts. And you are through to the semi-finals. Congratulations. Tough quarterfinal for you. Do you know, it was tricky from the start. I think, like, I'm not a woe-was-me sort of person, but there was a myriad of problems within the team. But uh, had a good chat with the lads. Bit of a heart-to-heart. Final round, put them to the sword. Show him who's boss. In the last six weeks, every other game week, Malulu's have shat all over the assassins. Just <laughs> happens that during the cup week, he's actually managed to get some goals out of Werner 
of all people. Uh, he didn't get any goals out of him, but he certainly oh, no, did he he got, he got some yeah. points yeah. out of Werner. The, ma- the magic of the cup is pretty special, but it's not that special. Yeah. Come on, Isn't it? I'll be back You're to right. beating you again next week, mate. Just shame it doesn't count for anything. Well, losers going to lose. Haters going to hate. You were beating Melalu by 10 points. Timo Werner scored 10 points in uh, that last game. He's looking as though he's coming into form at the time Yari needs him as he cruises into the semi-finals to face yours truly. Bradley James, Liberators FC, a clean sweep in the quarterfinals. I mean, I don't know what Dutz is doing, but we'll get onto that later. Needless to say, I am in the semifinals after the easiest journey I've ever faced in my life. I don't think Dutz knew he was still in the cup, let alone he was in the quarterfinals. Game over. Done. There's nothing to discuss. Dutz, (laughs) we will be discussing later what the hell you are doing with your draft team, because nobody knows. Not even you. We have our semifinals. Yare ranked fourth. Myself ranked sixth face each other in the other semi-final. Yare, how do you feel about that? I think this is the one the fans want, I think. But I think, you know, give the fans what they want. I think we're both coming into form at the right time. Again, I think this is going to be a close contest. Best of five series. I think it goes down to the best of five. I could think it goes down to the last game. Yeah, three wins in a row. I think it's going to be tough. Let's ask a relative neutral who's not involved in the people. Is it best best of five or is it points? Best of five. Oh, that's the magic of the cup. Nothing to do with points. Fuck, so the last one was that best of five or, or best of three, or was that points? It was best of three, yeah. You beat Meds 2 1. Oh, fuck, I thought it was oh, points. Bill <laughs> <laughs> beat Meds 2 1. Jammer. <laughs> Jammer was defeated by Nick 2 1. Dutch lost 3 0 to yours truly, and Yare won 2 1 against Melaloo. Pete, you're a relative neutral in this scenario. What do you make of those semi-finals? Yare is praying that he can hang on in there as long as possible until Yotta returns. Mm, well, that brings us on to a fascinating point. Diogo Jota started the season as a liberator. He now finds himself coming back to face them in the semi-finals. He could be the key component. How about the other semi-final, Pete? You've got Phil and Nick, who do you think is the favourite to go through in that scenario? Oh, I mean, it's Nick, Mr. Consistent for two years now. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could see the look on Phil's face when he heard. <laughs> I'm glad we're <laughs> not in the same room. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've been consistently bad for about three years, so what are you talking about? <laughs> keep your eyes peeled, ladies and gentlemen. Social media should keep you updated with the various goings on of the Airhead Cup. Game weeks 26, 30, 33, 35 and 36. They will be the game weeks that the Ahad Cup is played over. Oh, I'm excited, Marcus. How about you? I'm thrilled, really thrilled. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I'm watching it from afar. I, th- I feel like that's why I wasn't told about this section because I was just like, I knew that you, you knew that it was just going to wind me up. I wouldn't turn <laughs> up until like half past. Well, if there's anyone who appreciates the magic of the cup, Marcus, I knew it would be you, whether you've been given the heads up or not. <laughs> Thanks, mate. The road to the Mason continues. We should probably let Kate Mason know that there's a trophy named after her. I must say, I'm quite gutted that the cup will definitely go to a previous champion this year. So the Ahad Cup semi-finalists, all four are former draft champions. I don't Ooh. think that's a coincidence. <laughs> Now, Marcus, a section you're going to be heavily involved in, certainly spoken about due to your activity in this scenario, we are going to cover trades. Okay, okay. Consult my notes. First, I'm going to ask the group, level of surprise on a scale of 1 to 10. Andy O'Neill, Everton fan Andy O'Neill, has traded away Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's traded him to Daniel Mutlow. Daniel Mutlow is in the race for the title, but more specifically... Andy had Dominic Calvert-Lewin at pick five, would have gone to pick four next season. He's traded him away. Well, that's bonkers I'm... to me. It's odd because Dominic Calvert-Lewin is having the season of his life, right? Andy's a massive Everton fan. But then, oh, we know Daniel Mutlow. He's a wheeler dealer. He's the Del Boy of the draft. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes there. I feel like there is more to this trade 
than meets the eye. In what way? So who did he trade him for? He's brought into his team Lacazette and Ben Rama. There might have been somebody else involved, but I don't think he's picked up anybody who you'd write home about. I think there's probably two things happening here. I think it's probably happened during that little bubble that Lacazette had where he found a bit of form and for a couple of weeks actually slotted some goals home. I had him all last season. I know how rare that bubble usually is. So he's probably been suckered into that. But I think he's probably also got a little bit of the pookie factor thinking, okay, Calvert-Lewin's just had a massive start to the season. Maybe I should be capitalising on this before he goes the way of old Pookie and just goes to racking up two points a match for the rest of the season. Interesting. Oh, I won't have a bad word being said about Pookie. <laughs> Never you mind. That well, helped, you get to draft you a title, mate. Again, Nick. Exactly. That lovely bloke helped me to win the title. Back again next say... year. Yari, what do you make of that trade? For an Everton fan, that's a bizarre move for me. Yeah. I don't... Like, is he... From Andy's point of view, is he a true Everton? If you're a true blue, you don't get rid of one of your best strikers. Andy's a smart lad, and you know, when, you know, he's a brilliant drafter. But for a guy that wants to be in the conversation for winning a title, I don't think it was the smartest of moves, in my view. Unfortunately, our listeners can't see the comments that Pete puts into the message group. Pete has just said, shots fired. Pete, you're a purveyor of youth in your team. It's something that you are curating within a side. If you were in the same situation, how would you explain that trade? And he's got trigger fingers. He's basically been sat on the sidelines. Everyone else has been having fun and he's got a bit bored and he's panicked and he's made a trade and he probably regrets it now. With the star man from his own team? Yeah. Giving away the crown jewels. Yeah, I suppose this is the draft we're talking about and all else goes out the window, right? Love lost. All right, well, moving on. This is where it gets interesting because there was a double trade by the manager of the Liberators. It's worked out between Marcus and Chike. And the big winner in this is Marcus because of another trade that has happened as well. Marcus has traded with Chike and picked up Jamie Vardy. Mm -hmm. Marcus has also picked up from myself, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. This goes on top of the fact that he brought in Zaha earlier on in the season and has had him for 18 game weeks, I think, or something along those lines. Marcus is all in for this season. He's traded away picks, but his squad looks immense. And the other night, there were some rattled cages as WhatsApps were going around in the group. There were some frightened drafters posting up with comments of mind games, a distracting nature. There was a lot of fear behind the words. Marcus, you're all in, aren't you? Absolutely. I'm in it to win it. Also, the mind games thing, it was one of those days where I was like, okay, I'm just going to mute that because I do. came back to like 80 whatever WhatsApps. And I didn't see it as mind games. I just thought it as a bunch of people that were scared. Scared I... or or just sort of <laughs> or just sort of thought, oh, they were kind of like, oh, fucking hell, I wish I'd thought of that. That's what it is. I was just flicked it, had a little smile. You've got to be the bookie's favourite, haven't you, Marcus? Yeah. 100%. Well, you know, we, what, is it, what is it they say? Well, you know, we take it each game at a time. We only look at the next fixture. It's early days yet. But yeah, got to be, haven't I? You have to back yourself to win this. No, I do, mate. This is the thing. I back myself. The thing at the minute is if I'd have got, and I know this, if I'd have got captain choices right for three or four weeks over the past sort of couple of months, then I could be at the top already. Yeah. But it's like there's a bit, of, there's a lack of consistency with the players. But yeah, get Jamie Vardy back in the team. Get Aubameyang firing on all cylinders. Mane. Hey, Marcus, you are doing the way it should be done. You've committed. You've given away picks one, two, three, four, and I think (laughs) ten. But you've got... And so you look at that and you go, right, well, he's crippled himself next season. But you also look at that and you go, hang on. One, who cares if you've crippled yourself if you've got a star by your name because you've won the Exactly. Also, the positions of Aubameyang and Zaha mean Mm. you've at least got a base to build around so that you're not completely in trouble next season as well. Mane, Vardy, Martinez, the keeper at Villa, should be still be at Arsenal. Bamford, Stuart Dallas, Jesse Lingard, who suddenly turned up, Aubameyang, and Wilfred Zaha. Those are just some of the names in your team. It reads like... 
the Galacticos, my friend. And I'm very impressed by the way you've gone for it because you've gone all out and you've done it as well. You'll hear a lot of complaints. If you were privy to our WhatsApp group, ladies and gentlemen, you'd see a lot of complaints about people struggling to make trades. And the reason for that is that Marcus has done the deals for the players who are the loose teeth of the draft. Those crown jewels, if you like. There are only certain number of players who can kind of be shifted from their positions. And Marcus has gone in there early. He's gone in there with a fair cost and he's got those players. And now other drafters are struggling to make trades equivocal to that because those players just are not there anymore. There's only so many trades you can make for those types of players. Marcus, I've got my fingers crossed for you. I genuinely hope this tactic works. Yeah, if I was going to play some Mourinho mind games on Marcus, which I don't need to do because we're at opposite ends of the table. But if, uh, <laughs> if I was, I would be playing the game that Marcus has got a bit of a problem. He doesn't know who to captain each week. Spoilt for choices and he could get it wrong every week. It's funny you say that, Pete, because one of the things that was made as a comment was the fact that none of his big players played this weekend. He still scored over 50 points. His captain did nothing. He still scored over 50 points. Imagine when he starts getting somebody playing consistently. Vardy just coming back from injury. Aubameyang had that thing with his mum's illness. Mane, I think we all know Mane will heat up at some stage. Zaha's just been injured, but when he's been playing, he's been doing the business. And then you've got Bamford. But like... Those players, the players you mentioned before, Bamford, any one of those suddenly finds a streak of form. Marcus has got his captain. Nick, <laughs> you're in the title race with him. How do you see this scenario playing out? Probably worth pointing out. I think Marcus did a good bit of business on draft night as well. He took a bit of a risk bringing the Leeds players in. People were a little bit, mm, is that a good move or not? He's done well. And I, I do keep looking at his team and thinking... How the fuck did he make that happen? <laughs> he tried to uh, bring a player in, didn't he, on winter transfer, and he couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford it. When has that happened? Unbelievable, mate. Yeah. It's Unbelievable. Rare. It's yours to lose. Can I just give you a quick bit of insight? I'm in the rare position as the Ahad resident graphic designer. In each week, whoever is top of the table sends me a copy of the table so I can make the magic happen ready for our lovely Instagram followers. Last week, and this week, but last week already, the table was accompanied by a little message from the man at the top of the table expecting it to be the last time this season he would be sending me the table. So as far as he's concerned, Mantle has already conceded this championship. To wow. Wow. Don't be fooled by Mantle. Mantle's a smart guy, actually. That's just mind games on Mantle's part. I wouldn't worry too much about that, Mel. Sorry, just also in this position that you're in, Marcus, don't be afraid to go for... Like, I know you go for Manny's, what I've been looking at the last few weeks, mate. Change it up a bit. That's the only way you'll, you'll pull away is that changing up, mate. We went for Lingard. Yeah, I, 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 I think more I agree with that, Yare, with regards to captaincy. I think it comes down to finding a player. He's got so many stars in his team. I think stars. The, finding someone in a run of form, which can easily happen to a Vardy, a Mane, and Aubameyang. But specifically, if we look at those Leeds players, he held out, I think, the longest you were going to go before he picked them up. Bumford in round seven, Dallas in round nine. I reckon those are probably the sweet spot for those players because that's when people were looking at them. I mean, the one tactic Nick and Mantle want to be is that the, um, the, the pub's open because there's a... Uh, Marcus has been flying with some players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting Nick and Mantle to be going yeah, around pubs open. people. <laughs> Clear-headed, you've got nothing else yeah. to think about. That's when I researched Marcus's team. I just like looked at his team and then just put the pubs are closed. Marcus <laughs> gets off to a flyer. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a championship team as well. Apart from his recent acquisitions, superstar acquisitions, Marcus has built a strategy for players that used to or have at some point in their careers played in the championship. Yeah. yeah. There's only one more trade left to mention. That was between Wolf and Mutlow. That's there's definitely some dodgy dealings before you even start. Well, someone actually said yes to a Wolf trade. Yeah, the reason they did say yes, we only discovered this afterwards, is that Wolf thought he was getting a different deal than he got, and so the only reason he did the trade is because he thought he was screwing Mutlow over. Classic, <laughs> classic Wolf. Still, we've got a trade from Wolf. 
even if it came under him not understanding it. Also, Pete, the Richarlison deal looks to be working out quite well for you. I think it will work out well for Phil in the future, as opposed mm-hmm. to this season where he was aiming for. Phil's been on a bit of a slide, and luckily for him, he's got plenty of years in Richarlison. So I think that's probably a deal that will work for both of you at different times. That's the only other one to mention. And that should... Oh, Chike being involved in the trade market as well. He's trying to clamber back some draft picks. He, for some reason, Chike traded for Pogba. He gave away a couple of picks for Pogba. I think quite a that's, few. That's what happens when you're a United supporter. Sometimes you want to put pins in your eyes as well as sore off your legs. And that's exactly what he did there. There's some imagery for you, ladies and gentlemen. But the other United player he's brought into his team is Mason Greenwood. And this is significant because of Greenwood's age and it gives Chike a lot of options, either with holding onto Greenwood and waiting for him to come good and building a team around him. He's 19, a bright future ahead of him, a lot of goals ahead of him. And Chike's got him into his side. He can either hold on to him and build a team around him or he can potentially use him for a trade for some draft picks for the down the line. have to ban him from any trips to Scandinavia. That would help him. 19 and Chike's got him in his team. That was my big bargaining chip with, with Chike was like, you've got him, you'll basically have him forever. And as a return, you've managed to get Vardy for this season. Just interesting with Marcus's team, based on the fact that he's blown his budget, how he negotiates that in the closed season, because if there's a chance that some of his players will go up in value, he might have to axe one or two players to keep within the budget range. Well, you realise that he's got to get rid of anyone trying to take up one, two, three and four spots, right? No, I did not. So he can't hold on to Mane, Vardy, Tierney, Mitrovic or Martinez. Why? Because he's traded all those spots away. So he's traded those spots away. So he doesn't Uh have to worry really for next season. Next season really for Marcus is a consolidation season because he's gone for it this year. No, he'll just get to do a U next season. He'll watch all of the championship for the last month and then he'll... Uh Booking all the teenagers. I've watched the championship for the last couple of years. I'm feeling all right about next year, to be honest. (laughs) Johnny sent me some abuse about it. And he's like, oh, you're going to be, you're going to be right at the bottom. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's all good. It's all good. You have a star against your name. It doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, star against your name. This is is what Yare does to comfort himself down the bottom. I've got a star next to my name. It's fine. (laughs) It doesn't matter, though. I've won it. Who cares? You'd be amazed what a great comfort it is. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That is an update and everything you need to know about the Ahad trades. So, Melalu, earlier you sent out a very intriguing WhatsApp following the end of yeah, your... Yeah, I mean, with, with all of the... Yes. Uh, obviously, this year we've got the addition of the trades that we just discussed. A few that have happened recently, but I've been fielding quite a few calls throughout the season so far, especially when a couple of my players have done reasonably well. And they've obviously helped me stay in the top half of the table, which is nice. It's mm. uh, only my second season in the top half of a table, so always lovely. I've been ignoring most of those offers so far. And I said to the guys when they did come through, I said, look, I'm not going to think about any trades until my cup runs over. Well, Thanks to Yare, it is. So the message has gone out to say Malulus are open for business. If they are interested, they can send me some offers. And, uh, well, a couple of people have perked up immediately. Oh, fantastic. Anybody on this Zoom call right now? Not so far. They've been too busy giving us their amazing insights into the draft. Okay. But one person <laughs> in particular who's been knocking at my door and probably everybody's door since week one, <laughs> is Mr. Daniel Toblothian Motlow. I knew it. Of course. Of course, you knew. Of course, man. Uh, first of all, he says, how come you want to get rid of all your players? You're not a million miles off top three. Well, I didn't want to get rid of all my players, but, you know, see if someone comes up with a decent offer, won't we, Daniel? Daniel <laughs> follows that up with the offer of season nine picks two stroke three. I'm hoping that means two Ooh. and three. Plus for Pereira for Grealish. Oh, that's a good one. Knew he was going to put Pereira in there. Yeah. He well, always puts he, Pereira in there. But he gives it the bigger about Pereira. Like, yeah, he, but he's always put him in. He's a good salesman. Mm. He's Swiss Tony. I say that's a really good start. It's not a bad place to start now. Yeah. Is that it for the offers you've had so far, Melalu? Well, 
I haven't yet had a firm offer, but, and this may put the fear of God into one of our drafters, Mr. Mantle has been in touch to say, don't do anything until I've had a chance to put a proper offer up. Well, oh, oh, well Mantle well, getting into hey. the game. Mantle! <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> so he may well be fighting back. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what Mantle puts together because the trade yeah, yeah. discussions I've had with him, he's been, let's say inadvertently, but he's been very greedy. The other issue he has, of course, and this is the biggie, is he's up against it. We'll discuss this a little bit later, but all of his trade picks, if he were to trade at the moment and say win the league, all of his trade picks are essentially around later than what they say on the tin. So, mm. for example, his first round pick is actually a second round pick, his third round pick. He is up against it. He's not in a favourable position right now. I just looked at Mantle's team and he's currently got three Villa players. So he's going to have to launch one if he wants to sign Graylish. Oh, that is very good insight. I'm Ooh. almost certain that Havertz, he's going to try and offload Havertz. He's going to try and offload Havertz. Because yeah. he's treating Havertz as though he's a bar of gold. And mm -hmm. in reality, <laughs> he's not. He is not. As it stands, we're going to give our listeners a rundown on league positions, where the league table is right now, and catch everybody up. You can see this on our social media. If you look at Instagram, the league table goes up every week, and everybody's Panini stickers are now up as well, so you can put <laughs> the faces to the names and see who is where in the table. So, we shall start with bottom of the league. Da, 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 oh, da, you know da. it. At number 15, it's Kitchen Crusaders, managed by Meda Llewellyn. At number 14, Evil FC, managed by Peter Everall. Coming in at 13, it's Lady Online FC, managed by Andy O'Neill. Moving out of the catering zone in position 12, the Cerebral Assassins, Yare Jagbafume. First of the double figures at number 10, it's Narrowboat Lock Union, managed by James Jammer Robinson. You know, 11 comes after 12. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. All right. Okay, good. Coming in at number 11, Pipe Dreamers FC, managed by Neil Dutton. Sneaking into the top 10, it is James Jammer Robertson, manager of Narrowboat Lock Union. At number 9, Change Name FC, managed by Bill Cairns. Fall <laughs> from grace. At number 8, Rising steadily up the table, it's Bradley James with Liberators. At number seven, lucky for some, Fairy Tale Erotica, managed by Jonathan Wolf. In at number six, Chike Akonkwo and his Olympic Network. Now moving into the top five, it's Malulu's FC, managed by Matthew Melalu. And here's where it gets tasty, moving in to the top four. All of these teams very much in the title race. In at four, Tablothian Rude Boys, managed by Daniel Mutlow. And just sneaking ahead of him at number three, it's the Supermarket Sweepers, managed by Nick Morgan. Currently in the number two spot, and a sleeping giant, depending on who you speak to, Wedding Crashes FC and their manager, Mr. Marcus Ellard. And in the top spot, but for how long? Mental <laughs> dandies, managed by the one and only Daniel Mantle. Da, 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 da. Oh! Mm, 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 there we go. Mm. The table has certainly had a bit of a shake-up since our last podcast, Marcus. Bill, now down in ninth. That's probably uh, one of the most stark position changes. Although, having said that, Yare, who was in hey. 15th, he's down in 12th after the yeah. cerebral slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Very good. And someone also on a bit of a slide, Neil Dutton down in 11th. There's a real scrap to avoid that final catering zone spot. It feels like Pete and Meds have got two of them tied up, but you could look at, Ooh. currently you can look at three, <laughs> maybe four teams who are all in a little bit of danger. At top, it is very tight and there is a mere 46 points that separates first from fourth. And as we've Ooh. seen over the last couple of weeks, 
46 points is not actually all that much. All it takes is a good captain. It's all you're after, Marcus. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Melalu, is there any update in the Melalu's marketplace? Daniel Mantle is typing. Oh! <laughs> Offers are coming in. He says there are going to be two separate trade ideas, and he is typing them as oh, I'm good. very intrigued. I don't think he has a natural propensity to offer Ooh. up a great deal. I would love it if he surprised me. Let's see. Yeah. This is a sort of transfer window activity that Jim White would give his left arm for. <laughs> very true or his yellow tie very good Yari I object that the view that it's a foregone conclusion that I'm going to finish second I knew we were coming back to that <laughs> but look at the slide that Dots is undergoing at the moment he is tanking right now yeah exactly uh, that supports my point I know that in today's post on Instagram it said who may, may or may not end up in the catering zone it looks like two people are for sure I think we know who the three people people in the catering zone are going to be and Pete can do it for a year knowing that he's in with a shout next year of absolutely launching it it. but I think we know who the three are So, drafters, we are going to move on to a subject that we are going to label as legacy strategies. This is our first season of legacy. None of us really know what we are doing. We are mere wanderers out in the dark looking for the light. And we are going to break down into five different groups the 15 drafters because we feel that we have identified, roughly speaking, five different strategies of how to take on legacy. So we've got five categories. They are statues, architects, speedway, chess players, and slick drafters. We've got three drafters in each. There's a discussion to be had as to one or two drafters maybe belonging to more than one of these categories, but we've honed in and put them into one specifically. We should start off with architects. Ooh. Eat all day long. Great category. The three names are in this category. Yare straight away has recognized one. Yeah. And the other two, funnily enough, are himself and Meds. Pete, Yare, and Meds the architects of the draft. The idea of this being that there is a plan of action. It may not be for this season, Mm -hmm. but there is very much a build for the future. We've seen the league positions of Pete and Meds, and we've seen the fate of Yare. And it has come as a result or a symptom of teams that seem to be building very much for their legacy future. So let's address them one by one. Meds' plan to start off. As a fellow competing architect, I'm not going to go lightly on meds. I don't think he's got a plan. Very quickly <laughs> jump in and say, I love, I absolutely love that we've called them the architects. <laughs> and we've got three very distinct personalities and types of people here. An architect <laughs> do attract different personalities. Pete, 
is the Norman Foster of the group. He's a guy who's <laughs> got years and years of experience who works with a huge team. Norman Foster's famous for having a huge team of young architects coming to work for him. And oh. that's exactly what Pete's doing. He's getting the young hopefuls to give him those ideas, to give him a really oh, bright wow. future, right? Mm-hmm. Yare, he's a wild card, let's be honest. If you all remember the Olympic Park, absolutely beautiful piece of architecture all across that Olympic Park. And someone came in, an artist, Amish Kapoor, and said, I'm going to build a tower here that's going to look amazing. And all of the UK went, you're going to what now? What is that thing? (laughs) Yari is Amish Kapoor. He's an artist who's been allowed to do a bit of architecture and he's created this (laughs) beautiful sculpture that no one really understands. Uh, and, And it's cool but no one quite knows why, apart from when they put Helter Skelter on it and everyone did know why for a little while. They're like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> but the rest of the time, they were like, what's the point? Meds is your Uncle Mick who takes on a DIY project in the late 80s down the bottom of the garden. Yeah. He's got decades to get it right. Yeah. And he just never quite gets it together. But everyone's like, no, Uncle Mick's got this. Look at him. He's got loads of time. He knows what he's doing. You should see the drawings. He's drawn a really lovely sketch of what it's going to look like. And then you look in the garden. It's just a pile of bricks and an old wheelbarrow and a, <laughs> and a cement mixer that's started to go rotten. What is Meds going to do? What round is he going to do? Round mine and Pete's area, we call that a Jerry Everill. Hey. <laughs> 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 So I was going to build on that and say, I'm expecting Kevin McLeod to comment on Meds' team at any point and say he's out of his depth. He's taken on more than he can can chew. We shall explain to listeners, Meds now has acquired a very healthy crop of draft picks for next season. I think the worry for people is what Meds does with those draft picks. In the hands of many of the other drafters, there would be a lot of fear struck into the hearts of the rest of the league. With Meds, we're not quite so sure what he's going to do with them. He's very much built for next season in his Uncle Mick style. He's got a lot of picks very early to play with. Pete has put a lot of good players towards the back of his order. He's also bet the house on Phil Foden, which if you watched the game between Man City and Liverpool, you can understand why he bet the house, and you can also see it coming to fruition. Mm. He's also picked up a couple of draft picks. So there is mm. an architecture there where next season and probably the season after, we're going to see a very strong emergence of Pete's team. That leaves us with Yare. Yare has players like Harvey Barnes, Diogo Jota, Bowen at West Ham, and he also has a number one pick in Timo Werner, who is currently 24, and for all we know, could suddenly turn good. There is a build for the future in his picks, and so the three of those are our architects, very much building for the future. Can I just say, if Phil Foden's listening, which he may do, or if someone (laughs) who knows Phil Foden is listening, can I just let him know that out of the entire Premiership, I picked Phil Foden fifth out of everyone in the Premier League. I think that deserves a shirt off Phil Foden, doesn't it? It's as surprised as we were, mate. Hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully the message will get to him. Maybe our listeners will get in touch with him and let him know. Bang in. Yeah. I'm not going to say stadium tour or a guest pass or box tickets, but shit will do, but I think it deserves one. In 25 years' time, he's putting that on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to Speedway. These are very much the drafters who are all in for this season. There's three names, all of people who have gone for it and to varying degrees of success and in different styles, but they all very much are focused on this season. We're going to start with a man who is with us right now. We've already mentioned that he's bet the house, Marcus's legacy style. Oh, I wasn't expecting that to be me. Funnily enough, go on. Originally, my strategy was built on the unknown ruthless aggression. There's our direct surgical go for goal. First time, I am happy to pass that mantle to Marcus. Your teammate, that is the epitome of ruthless aggression. You have got players that are surgical, direct, devastating. This title's got your name all over it. If you can find the right captain, you like it doesn't matter what happens next season with you, mate. It's all about getting that star for now. And you, my friend, my view defined what ruthless aggression is 
are your picks right now and going for the title this season. And I can only tip my hat to you, mate. I never usually do. People know what I'm like. But looking <laughs> at your side, mate, for the first time, I just looked at it and goes... I'll take that from your eh? Any That's day. what I'll give to Marcus all day long, mate. I hope you win it just for that alone, for what you've done. I'm, 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 I'm hoping you win it. Doesn't matter what happens next season, mate. Take the wooden spoon. Who cares? That star against your name, mate. That's forever. Yeah, Thanks, well, man. it's ruthless aggression from the Roman Abramovich playbook, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? So, so how many, well, the question we really need to be asking is how many dead bodies are in the wake of this ruthless aggression? <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I think the question is, where is the blood on Marcus's hand and what's he washing his hands with? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, there's something going on there. <laughs> Here's what I would say is when Roman Abramovich was spending all that money, all the other owners in the Premier League couldn't match him for money. However... All the managers in the draft all have picks for next season they could give up. Everybody has the same level of currency from the future. They don't necessarily have the same currency in the teams that they have currently, but what they can give you in picks is equal to everybody else. And Marcus has gone all in. I have got nothing but respect for that way of going about his business this season. We yeah. move on to another one of our Speedway merchants, and he's just joined us, Daniel Mutlow. I'll chat about this little gobshite who turned up. <laughs> 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 now, you know what? I've been, I've been pretty positive about you. Is it Speedway or are we on an East London market? This is Daniel Delboy Mutlow, I think we're talking about. <laughs> This time next year, I'll be champion, is what he's saying. Right, so the thing is, he's got bold captain choices, bold with his trades. There's no mistaking that he would have been first in there with Melalu. When Melalu said, I've got players to trade, he's first in there. The thing is, he gives this impression of being impulsive, right? But I actually think... There's a lot going on beneath the surface. It's sort of like I was trying to think if he was like a general or something. I think he'd be kind of like Napoleon-esque. Because no, he just see- more, I tell you, it's more Dominic Cummings. I'm a little kind of <laughs> behind it. He comes across, it's like, it looks like he's hitting you from nowhere. But actually, he's been planning this for a long time. So that's what I think Daniel is. And maybe that's what he was doing in his time off, actually. In this time between drafts, he was actually waiting for the perfect time to mm. come back. Once he perfected his plan, it's almost like he'd been sent to Siberia and he's just come back from his exile. And now he's ready to rock and roll. He's been planning it all out there. True. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> We chatted about Dominic Calvert-Lewin earlier. That's exceptional business. And it wouldn't yeah. have happened without a big, bold move. And it's paying off. He's up there. He's in the top four. I like what Mutlow has done this season in the sense that he has been very active. There is a degree of impulsiveness that has come in. And it's that swiftness of decision, which has worked out more times than not, that has kept him in the title race. We're talking about a guy who has made numerous trades now and has been able to keep a pace with the likes of Mantle, with the likes of Marcus and his stellar squad, and even with the likes of current champion Nick. And we're talking about Mutlow's, hopefully, first full season. His experience is (laughs) not that of the three drafters he's up against. And yet, as we say, he's keeping a pace. And he's getting quick decisions out of people. He's also pouncing in certain areas. Nobody thought that Andy O'Neill was going to be giving up Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Mutlow found a way. Nobody thought that Johnny Wolf was ever going to do a trade at all because he was never able to offer anything that anybody wanted. Mutlow found a way. Granted, it was quite a funny way, but he found that way. We are talking about a guy who has entered the draft, brought a fire, brought an energy that we are over the moon to have within it. Off the back of me saying, Marcus, I hope that your tactic is proved to win through because I honour it. Behind that, were it not to be you, my preference would then very quickly go to Mutlow because I have a lot of appreciation for the hustle he's put into this season. I would agree with that. Grafting hard. Our other Speedway merchant, that is Phil. We've got these three guys. They're the Speedway merchants. Number one, we've got Marcus. What's Marcus done? He's been down the loan sharks this year. He's given over the keys to his car, his house, a pint of blood. He's got enough money to go out there and buy himself a Bugatti Chiron. And that thing better fucking fly over the line because he's going to push bike as of next year. Mutlow, 
He's been out to every chop shop in East London. He's got himself a souped-up hot rod with all the nitrous oxide you can possibly think of to get himself down the racetrack this year. There's a fair chance all that noz is going to go to his head and that thing's just going to fall to pieces. But God love you for trying, Mutlow. Hold on there. Wear a fucking helmet. Phil started this season by accidentally finding himself in the driving seat of a Formula One car. He had Harry Kane ready to go. He had the golden ticket and he was off to an absolute flyer. Problem was, the Formula One car that he stepped into was the Haas of Roman Grosjean. He drove it straight into the Armco barrier and it blew up in his face. <laughs> uh, right now, the slide that we've seen from Phil, he's consistent with underperforming a third year in a row. You look at the potential in that team. On a good week, he could be absolutely flying. But like he said, there's no consistency. One person goes down in that team. Everyone seems to go down with it. And he's having too many off weeks for it to be a decent effort. I expect to be getting a text message from him any minute now asking about how he can shore up his team. I think Phil's an architect. Interesting. This is where a drafter falls into a couple of different categories. I admire what Phil's done in terms of he was one of the first people, after Marcus's big trade, Phil was one of the first people to say, OK, let's see what this pick draft or pick trading is all about. And he went in for Richarlison. But as Pete points out, he brought Richarlison in at pick 16, gave away some of his future, but he inadvertently has picked up the future because Richarlison is now in his team for as long as he wants. It's interesting with Phil. He's covered his bases a little bit. It's not worked out for this season. I think we can all agree he's probably not going to win the league at this point, but he's still in the cup. Harry Kane is back. And in two seasons time, when he's got his full roster of picks back, He'll still have Richarlison in there. He might have Harry Kane in there too. Right, Marcus. Time-wise, we've just gone over the recommended daily dose of our voices in podcast form. <laughs> and so, inevitably, we are breaking this episode up into two parts. That was part one. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to part two already. But like I said, can't have too much of a good thing. So we'll just have to save the next installment for another time. We'll let those listening decide whether this is a good thing or not. <laughs> we should say some real quick thank yous. Matthew Melaloo for our fantastic artwork. Kate Bellamy at kate.made.this. CJ Pandit for our music. CJ, Pandit! Jose Palmer for the photography. And as always, our wonderful friends and hosts at ACAST. Thank you, ACAS. That was just a little part one wrap up of the thank yous. We go into part two, where we will have the conclusion of the legacy strategies for the rest of the drafters that you haven't heard about so far. We will have the listener league. We will be broaching the subject to see how everybody's getting on in that. And if anybody has improved on their team names. And we shall also be hearing the conclusion to Melaloo's Marketplace. Ooh, I knew you'd be excited. There we have it. Until next time draft safe. I'll chat about this little gobshite who turned up. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.